Hi, and welcome to the Denmark Game Changers podcast, the weekly podcast focusing on Denmark and the Nordic startup tech ecosystem. I'm your host, James Digby, and we'll discuss insights with founders, VCs, leading figures from corporate tech giants and the governmental sector to give you a snapshot and to find out what will change the game for Denmark and the Nordic startup scene. On the inaugural show, we sit down with Sherry List, the Azure Developer Technical Lead at Microsoft, where Sherry gives her honest and frank views on life as a female developer expat in Denmark. This episode was recorded live in association with Tech Barbecue 2019, where Sherry shares with us how if the passion is in the product, it will always lead to great communities. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everyone, and I'm really happy to announce this is the first ever episode of the Danish Game Changers podcast. And not only is it the first ever, we're going to do it live because that makes it a little bit more fun, right, Sherry? Definitely. <laughs> we're live on location today at Tech Barbecue, um, and it happens every year where we gather 7,500 people from around the world into... Vestibol, which is a very specific area of Copenhagen. You, those who understand will understand. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we brought them here and, and, you know, it's been a great, you know, day and a half so far of innovation and learning for us. And but what I would like to do is introduce our guests today. And that is Sherry List, um, leading up uh, the Azure community over at Microsoft. Uh, but before I butcher your introduction and go in a little more, Sherry, Tell us a little bit more about yourself and, and what you do and, and where you're from. Yeah, uh, we can start from where I'm from. I was born and raised in Iran and uh, I left my country around 2006. Yep. How old were you? Um, 25. Okay. Yeah. And then I moved to Cyprus. So I feel oh. Lovely island. It's a beautiful island yes. right there. Yeah, yeah. Which which side of the island? I was in the northern part. Okay. Yeah. That's that's a very different yeah. part of Cyprus that yeah. I know as well, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you've never been there. As I know I've, yeah, I, I mean, do a lot in the, the south. Ah, yeah, okay. I, I have been across the town that, that connects oh, the, for the day trip. Yeah, yeah, with my the passport. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I know that Cyprus changed a lot since I've been there, no. uh, but I really love that the peninsula end of the Cyprus. Mm. That's the most beautiful part of it, untouched. No. Beautiful island, and I think yeah. it's, it's especially. I think it's a magical place, yeah, Cyprus. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Cyprus was your next stop after leaving around for the first time, yeah. for, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I lived there about seven years. Yeah. And then since it was too sunny, I decided to move to Denmark. I came to Denmark from Spain. <laughs> so I can only <laughs> you know concur with you. Right? <laughs> it's a shock to the system, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, I, what brought you to Denmark in the first place? Uh, not the weather. Uh, all the taxes <laughs> no no neither of them uh my husband is danish yeah. so that's why that we decided to come here i was actually um, my whole family they live in the state i'm the only one that i'm not there i decided to go here. really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are they in a warm state in the states california ah southern socal yes so they went yeah. even like you know <laughs> northern california like no car has, yeah, 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 has, yeah. has like you know a little bit of rain and the bay area cloudy yeah, yeah, yeah. you can avoid all of that just yeah. sunshine and exactly. close to tequila and happiness exactly yeah, <laughs> that's yeah but it's enough. good that to have the parents there so all the winter i can go there oh, that's a great excuse right yes. just I skip away exactly <laughs> so you traveled a lot then you traveled around and seen different parts and uh, what what do you feel has, has really been your secret to, to being able to do that seemingly comfortably as well? Well, by living in a different place and try to experience the different cultures, I feel like that it made my person to be able to understand others way better. Because I learned to look at, uh, well, I mean, it, it helped me in the work area as well. When I when I see the people, people from the different country, for me, it's very easier mm -hmm. to kind of to bond with them. Yeah and try to see the world from their point of view. I guess, and that's the, yeah, that's the best thing that I learned by living in different countries. 
Because, you know, you didn't try to take your own viewpoint of where you were raised and, and how you were raised in your culture and say, mm. well, this is really how you should do it because this mm -hmm. is what I've been taught. You yeah. kind of took in everyone else's. Did that help you kind of, you, you're well known for building communities in general. Did that Was that kind of the impetus for you as well, trying to find out more about other people and, and what they, they, they are? Definitely. Uh, definitely. I, I, I believe uh, that it was, it actually it helped me that, I mean, when I when I try to build a community, I found that that is is also that for me is also you can say that I build new friends. Mm -hmm. I look at it in this way as well. So and um, because I travel a lot as well, and then when I go to the different countries, I try to go and def uh, find all of these different communities. So on vacation as well is that uh, you, yeah you, your husband is like <laughs> is that another developer community that we're going to visit is that a, which <laughs> language is it now or does he just ignore you and does he do the touristy bits is that <laughs> I, I, yeah I, I would say so sometimes he comes with me because he's the he, he's not the he's not the developer uh he's historian okay so i would say is he a geek but he's a geek in a different way yes not a technological geek. Yeah, yeah 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 definitely yeah 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 so sometimes he comes because um when i travel when i go to different conferences or community events to give a talk most uh, most of the not most of the time as much as he can he travels with me as well and then sometimes he come to the events but otherwise that he go and enjoy the cities or something no. It's. I think it's. Uh, it's really nice that you also take that opportunity as well to mix business and pleasure, and yes. and, and you know, especially when you get the opportunity to go and travel. Do you, do you talk a lot and, and do lots of different conferences as well at the moment? Um, yes, I started to reduce the number of events that I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm actually. I'm traveling too because at, at some point I, I started to look at that all the number of flights that I take, which. Wow. Uh, yeah, you don't you don't want to count them. Do you do you look <laughs> at the carbon footprint of what you do, yeah. or like do you just ignore that? Like no, the thing is that I'm vegan, and because of that, I'm I'm actually that after I become vegan, I, I didn't become vegan because of uh, because of these things. Because you were yeah. flying so much. <laughs> yes. and then the I vegan food on planes is way much better than anything else they'll serve. By the way, I actually I go vegan that. if I'm 34 feet. So yeah. thirty-four thousand feet in the air. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> yeah, but but after I became vegan, uh, it, it actually it made me start to to read and and discover a lot of things behind that. Mm -hmm. uh, especially, I remember that I read a book about eating animals. Mm -hmm. That it goes um, and from uh, looking at the veganism from the different angles, and then one part was about the environments and all of those things. Yeah. So when I read that, I started to feel bad. So I said that, okay. So that was the, the conscious switch for you as well. Not yes. only did you want to, to make that healthier element to yourself, but you wanted to, to actually make an impact for yes. the environment as well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It, uh, it, is that for you the, one of the main reasons why you wanted to do it? Or what you know, What was the, the main push, as I think was what I was trying to get at? What did you go, I'm going to stop eating hamburgers from tomorrow? Or was it just a gradual phase out? You didn't flick a switch and go... Now yeah, it's you're going. You're, it's changed. You're, you're, you're going to. You're going to laugh. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> so and the I'm reason. Yes. <laughs> so the reason I became vegan it was my dog. Because of your dog. <laughs> yes. That who it's. Is your dog also vegan? To be to be oh, no no. It, I have two dogs. Okay. <laughs> is one dog vegan? <laughs> one dog is if you give her a cauliflower or a piece of chicken. She goes for the cauliflower first, and then goes for the. Okay, <laughs> so she's she's a preferential ve veganism yeah, as so opposed to. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I grew up in big city. I'm from Tehran. Yeah. Totally away from any creature that you can imagine, and and then when I was in Cyprus, and uh, one day that a, a super little puppy came into our house, and we couldn't let it go, mm -hmm. and then it was both for me and my brother. That we started to be very close to this little puppy and say that, oh, the heart is beating. And then when you just pointed that it feels hurt. So eventually in, in both of our minds, it just said that that applies to any animals. And what age was this? It was um, first year in Cyprus, around two, oh, 25. Wow. So 25, you, the, the, you, you, there's a conscious feeling like, wow, actually, yes. that's the connection. So we stopped. It was not that I we didn't turn to vegan immediately, but we become vegetarian, and then mm -hmm. as it goes that we discovered, we studied. Then I just said that the dairy industry you don't want to go there. 
So no, I the dairy industry and, and the, the poultry industry, for example, yes. in, in the States, we don't have our resident American here to chime in because he would have chimed in at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, is that, that, that is the, the, I think the, the craziest thing is that it is a whole industry. Yes. And they're not chicken farmers, they're chicken yes. growers. Yeah. And I think that, that yeah. in itself is something like you're, you're a grower of, uh, of animals. You, you're not looking and caring for them anymore. Yeah. You're just as, yeah. as, a, as a piece of corn or a piece of yeah. maize or a mushroom. Or, it's something else. Yeah, it's, um, because, because for, for the people like, like me that I was living in the big cities, you, you have an imagination that, yeah, there are cattle that they are running free. Yeah. But no, it's only in cartoons they yeah. like that. And popular culture, uh, yeah. It's uh, I think you know, yeah. looking into it now, I think we're slight tangent here, but I think it's, it's a really interesting point because popular culture or general consensus, we're seeing the dairy industry suffer. For example, dairy industry is in milk, and, yeah. and that has, a, I think, a profound effect on the way that we we grow our food and and how our agriculture is then developed. Yeah, for. yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we then having to do more um, taking away farmland f- instead of um, for dairy produce? It's actually production of soy or for yes. wheat or for yes, things yes, that can yes, actually totally. sustainably feed the next three billion for example yes um, exactly you know i think we were as a family we were overexcited when we got a packet of hummus not only was it it was freeze-dried and you just had to add water and and oil and i think that for us was an amazing thing because that is then a way of feeding the next three billion. Hmm. If you can then transport it and put it into a, a way that it can then be remodified and rehydrated again, yeah, yeah, into a state. Of course, you wouldn't want to do that with too many things. Hummus is probably one of the only <laughs> ones that are at this yeah. moment going to be yeah, the best yeah. for, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you totally. can't even have hummus in space yet, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <that's> <laughs> still not there. But still, ultimately, is that I think going into that aspect, I think. Great job for yourself. And, uh, I haven't quite got there yet. That's my full disclaimer. <laughs> we'll get there, I'm pretty sure. But yeah. uh, in general, it's a nice movement to have and, and, and to, to be a part of. Does that affect the way that you are and the way that you look then, if I bring it back to communities, mm-hmm. into to saying, well, everyone, again, has a different viewpoint. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Let's still build it. We all want to have the, the common goal of doing good for yeah. X. Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, because you can say that when when you feel so, feel like that you are minority in any sense, then um, then you it it makes you start thinking about that the the other people that they might have, uh, they might come from different cultures, they might come from the uh, they they might have different needs. Mm-hmm. But uh, when when you yourself have a special need, you be more aware of all of those things. Mm-hmm. And then when you build a community. Then I would say that you, first of all, when you are such a person, I feel like that, I, I always say that I feel like that I'm a very lucky person, that I meet really interesting people. And uh, one of Is my that, you know, say the luck, does it come from you or the, you know, from the other side? I mean, like, <laughs> is that the magnet effect? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> no, I, I, no the, it actually, it was, I had an interesting conversation with a friend last night that that uh, he told me that I... I uh, that when you are a toxic person, exactly you gather all the do- toxic people around you. Okay. And then uh, when you when you are kind of that when you you try to be inclusive, you try to actually eventually you meet more more like-minded people like mm-hmm. you. And and then that helped me that to have these people around me that we start to uh, and then we build communities that they are more inclusive compared to the other ones. I would. So is it because of the people that you also draw into that as well? So yeah. you, you, it's, it's kind of like, it's actually a really interesting thought that everyone has their own magnet yeah. or compass as such. Yeah, yeah. And, and you kind of gravitate towards those that you are like, not as in personality-wise, but or, you know, uh, what they like in terms of um, shared interests, yeah. but yeah. themselves. Yeah. And if you are toxic and it, it kind of would, happened that way that you kind of gathered that that so yeah and and then i would just wanted to say that um when you exactly then you are a group of people like uh, from diverse background from um you you look at everything from a totally different point of view then then the people come to your community they will mm-hmm. be also like that so yeah. it's kind of that it it goes on that way so it's a nice like fulfilling circle that you keep adding to that yeah. world and you know yeah. And kind of sharing that out. It's super cool. Like, so if we jump back from there and then, you know, building communities and you're coming to Denmark, did you know anyone in Denmark apart from your husband? Uh, no. 
and <laughs> building a community in the first time was mostly also um, for me it was that to started to find the like-minded people so when I came to to Denmark actually my husband is not from Copenhagen okay whereabouts in Denmark is he from uh, he's from SBA he's so sure I have to also share with you my partner is from Vada. Ah, yes, yeah, so so I'm also here because yeah. of her. It's uh, there's lots of ways I think that uh, people are they they draw talent to Denmark, yeah, yes, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, so he's not, but he moved to Copenhagen because of me, because of you. Yeah, because so he was me. living in Esbjerg beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Where did you guys meet? I mean, this is yeah. fascinated by the story, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, the fun part is that we met we met on Facebook. <laughs> and, okay. And then um, and then it was uh, basically uh, like a uh, discussion about Nostradamus predictions, and then we started to write to each other. And I was just in a saying, community group yeah, on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just saying that yeah, I believe such a thing. And then he says that I'm a historian. I don't believe these things. So, so that's also my next question. Did you agree on your Nostradamus predictions? No, not even. So you said there. yes to it, and he, the historian with all of his data and all his empirical findings, was like, "No way! Yeah. No way is this happening!" Yeah, yeah. Who's so, right? So I, I believe I'm right, and I believe he believes he's right, <laughs> and he believes that he's right, and he yeah. believes that yeah, you believe that you're right. Yeah, yeah fair enough. We agree with this argument. In this. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. So even then, in the community, and then from Cyprus, you decided. Yeah. So at that point, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna leave this beautiful sunshine, and the the, the surveillance system of grandmas. <laughs> so now every other country has like you know CCTV on on corners and big cameras. Cyprus has grandmas hanging. Yeah, out the exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So so actually, he did, he um, kind of tried to move there in the beginning, and he from Esbjerg to, to Cyprus. Yes. And it didn't work. Yeah, he didn't like it. Was it not warm enough? Was it too cold? It or? was no. First of all, the weather he couldn't he couldn't bear the weather there. And right. as far as I know, that it's also getting more and more extreme. Because when really? I was in Cyprus, I left Cyprus in 2012. Even by that time, we experienced some sandstorm with 50 degree. Yeah. And this is sort of stuff that wasn't happening ever beforehand, and yeah. and you're saying more and more of it's happening now. Yeah, I heard Even that more and more extreme weather is coming there. So it was quite crazy to see, and it's quite prevalent now. We're seeing hotter and hotter summers. Yeah. There was a BBC weather lady ten years ago did this parody. This is what the weather's going to be like if we continue this way, and the forecast that she did herself that very day was hotter across the entire continent than it was than she predicted mm. as a joke oh so you, and you look at it and you go this is serious now yeah and, and this is something that is that something that you are looking to also jump into and, and to see with with your community building skills and also i'm guessing with your role at microsoft as well is that something that you're, you're pushing towards to be honest um i i also have a as some another project that uh, it is called it's a conference that no. I'm organizing with uh, with uh, my friends that they are community leaders from different part of uh, Scandinavia. Mm -hmm. So we call it NG Vikings and. Uh, we have Vikings, real Vikings. I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, that's good. So we have a sword fighting there. <laughs> oh, we, ha we hire Vikings. Actually, they are the role players that they come, and then we even bring the the, the bring speakers on the stage. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm do not you joking. have to go all medieval, right? Not even it's it's pre medieval. It's it's even older than that. <laughs> sorry, Viking historians out there, and then I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry to your husband, Sherry, who's yeah. like, he's listening to this, like, listening to his dear wife going, he is completely wrong. There's definitely not the medieval times, different time. <laughs> Sorry, so, Mr. List. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so we have that conference. And um, uh, so the reason that we built it, that we, we just found it that we are, um, we are kind of that each of these Scandinavian countries, and we are small to be fair, compared yeah. to com countries that I'm coming from. So we just said that why we don't all join forces and build a community, um, which is kind of the across this country, because we have a lot, um, apart from Vikings, we have a, a lot in common. So why we don't do it like that? So that's how we started it. Yeah. So the first year it just started in Denmark. And then uh, everybody says that coming to entry Vikings, um, it's focused on Angular, which is very specific 
a kind of the JavaScript platform. So it's very specific. But we have people that they come to the conference not because of the technology it has nothing to do with them, but they love the atmosphere. <laughs> they love what's going on there. And they're just coming to a Viking conference. Uh, yeah. Basically. And then because we also we add a lot of different small touches there as well. So we have a community hour as well. So we have a diversity hour as well. So really in, nice. in not all the there are a lot of tech conferences that they do that, but the very niche tech conferences, they normally have a traditional tracks and then ciao, you go home afterwards. Yeah. We didn't want to have such a thing. We wanted to have something that the people want to be part of it. So that's how we started it. And then we discussed it at some point that okay, so we when you have when you have a, such a platform, you can send messages to people as well. Yeah. So yeah, we send messages to be inclusive and people heard it. So how about that? What is the problem that we have now is the climate change. Oh. So this year when we had it, we just said that we should we should send, we should push for this uh, message. So every swags that we produced there, they were recyclable. And uh, what we did, because getting back to the carbon footprint, and flying and all of those things we speakers we fly a lot and uh, what we should do we just said that so as a part of a speaker's gift to all the speakers so we decided to donate to organizations that they are planting tree and that was a part of the kind of that the 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 speaker's gift that we got and speakers loved it. Oh, really nice. Yeah. Really nice. I think, you know, ultimately, you don't really expect anything as a speaker coming in, but then having a gesture like that also gives something else back to it. Going back to carbon footprint. Yeah. So, I mean, like, how how far do you go to, to kind of offset this? You know, does it, is it just then enough to f to kind of fill the well and, and soothe yourself? Or is it the case of where... As much <laughs> as you can, because I... Because I cannot go to the... Because I know that the thing is that a part of living in a, the way that we live today, mm -hmm. it's so impossible yeah. to... Uh, I mean, whatever that we do, I mean, this microphone, yeah. we don't know the story behind it. Yeah. You try to, to do as much as you can. Uh, that's, that's the way that I go. Yeah. They just say that, okay, let's try to buy the recyclable one. Let's try to not have a plastic bag. Don't buy any plastic. For example, one of the things that the people loved at our conference, we didn't have any plastic containers there. Right. So that's but but at the end you get a lanyard that it needs to have a plastic. So we tried to at least get that one with a yep. recyclable material. So lanyards, I must admit, I, I, we're gonna geek out on this one here now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but lanyards are really tough to, to find a way of, of even reusing something else afterwards. You, it's been in this form. Yeah. You can't take it apart. You can't take the. It's it's in that final form factor. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. Then there's a plastic sheet, and then there's some metal bits, and there's some yeah. textiles, yeah. which have been sourced from a variety of different places. Yeah. From a variety of, I mean, like it's also this kind of tough bit, but it's kind of it's essential part of of how events and conferences are yeah, yeah so yeah. you can't change everything is what you're saying but you can do what you can yeah. and that's the important part is you yeah. do what you can yeah I, I i mean what i try to do is that uh that i try to raise awareness so because i believe that uh with the i mean the people they are not um we always want to do something good that's that's something in our mind that we just need a kind of a light to ignite it yeah. so Small habits, if we change nice. it, it can nice make it... Nice little steps, like, you know, the step from being a meat eater to a vegan. <laughs> Small little steps, right? Is that... <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, that that's a, I, I would say that that's a, something that we, as a citizens of this planet, we have a little bit of duty to do. Yeah. And each of us, we do it in the way that we can. Yeah. I think ultimately is that, I think is it one of these things where you need to kind of take these little steps in order to build the bigger picture in general. And yes. I think, is that where the, again, I, I keep harking back to the, these communities, but it fascinates me when you build these big communities from such niche things. We just had the, the founder of meetup.com sitting oh, yeah. just here, oh, Matt Mika. Yeah. And he was saying about how, you know, the first wave of his things was freaks and geeks. I, I love to hear that. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's where I learned about cow tipping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a great episode. Yeah. But I mean, like, ultimately is that, is that the you know the, the, how the more niche it is, the the more need for a community, the more need for like you know if you are a you know 
football fan, you can yeah. see someone in a bar with a football top, and yeah. you go, "Are you yes. a fan of this club?" You're like, "Yes." Yes. You can't go up to someone. Yeah, Are yeah. you? Uh, do you do you code in Anglo? Yeah. <laughs> <Do> you, <laughs> yeah. Are you an <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, uh, back into the when I came here in Denmark, um, so I. I t- uh, we talked about it that my husband was not from here and also he was not a developer. So I got to meet some of his friends and then I just said that I'm missing something. I should go and find like-minded people. Mm-hmm. So where to go? Meetup.com was my first step. There you go. So Matt, <laughs> vindicated <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> yes, yeah, so the very first meetup in my life that I, I, I went, it was here in Denmark. Before that, I never been to any so meetup. You never need to go to a meetup beforehand. No. But then, it, of course, ultimately, did you want to find people? You didn't want to, you know, just be have his friends. Right? It was that the case of where, you know, he, he different interests, it's a new different country. person. New I, I was in well. a new country. And then, uh, for example, when I moved to Cyprus, I moved there as a student. So mm. you already go to a community. You're built into a community, right? Yes. You go to everyone else is going to a new experience. They're all going yeah. to college together, all these other bits. Yes. And then when I came to Denmark, it was me I came to Denmark. So I <laughs> And this person you really love, yeah, and like, you yeah, know, that's, that's, yeah, kind of that's, I wanted to to have my my own people. Yeah, know? yeah. Well, I think that's also the, the, the nature of the tribal effect of, of yes, humans in exactly. general. Exactly. So you wanted to find your tribe when exactly. you came here to Exactly, and Denmark. you want to be the kind yeah. of that with the people exactly. You have the same niche need. Did you set out with the intention of saying, "I want to lead these communities. I want to go no. give all these people"? It was just actually just a. I want to meet other people. Yeah, that was for me. It was like that. So I went to uh, the very first one that I went to. It was a uh, uh, Copenhagen vegetarian meetup. Uh, so that was you. You wouldn't go to a vegetarian meetup <laughs> now, right? <laughs> that was back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it wasn't even about technology. No, it was that from the Copenhagen vegetarian meetup because what I found Copenhagen it was very not vegetarian or vegan friendly we have uh, our producer <laughs> no. is from malaysia and uh he has one product that uh, one animal that he can't he can't eat either and so denmark is famously fabulously well known for their pork products and yeah, their expansion of bacon <laughs> across the Copenhagen world today is a very different from Copenhagen i moved it here is. in 2012 yeah so so it was the Copenhagen vegetarian meetup and then uh international volunteer club So this was the two first meetup that I went. Then I discovered Copenhagen JS. Which was so that was the third meetup. Yes. That was just like, okay, I've had some really good meetup experiences so far. I met some people that could be my tribe, but it's not quite there yet. Some nice vegetarians <laughs> over there, like no problems. Some nice other expats, but they're not you. Yeah. So so you were into developing beforehand. It's like let's yeah. jump into that actually. So you you studied. Were you a developer yourself? And um, you? yes, so I I am developer since I was 16 years old. Okay. So what was the first thing that you you wrote code for? Uh, it was Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you think it's still running to this day? <laughs> this, 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 this rogue piece of code, <laughs> at least some parts of it, right? Oh, so it's I'm... beeping by that time, so I could count and beep. And okay, there. yeah, there you go. <laughs> Very advanced program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've evolved from that point, right? And you yeah, said, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but did you find a job here when you came as well? Or was it a case uh, of... Yes, I was... You know, I was, uh, I was talking at the panel um, earlier... I was, but I was telling everyone that Denmark has a little bit of pooling issue with a generally with the developers and STEMs. I realized that there are not many Danish people that it's changing, mm. but we we have a lot of need for the developers. And uh, as a person that who coming with a developer background, for me it was just like a piece of cake to get a job. Really? So, yes. <laughs> okay. So I was just for I've been to three interviews. And two of them um, wanted to hire me, and I chose one of them to go. And the third, screw them. <laughs> <laughs> you made a big mistake. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. But two out of three, I mean, instantly you were there, and then you can get into that community. But then, and I, I, I have to say that actually yesterday here I met the guy that who hired me. 
I oh, really? Know. I was yeah. going to say, I was really hoping that you said, yesterday I saw the guy that didn't hire me. No. <laughs> no. So you met him as a like, full circle in and yeah. like, yeah, did he know what you were doing at all? Or yes, yes, yeah. He you... told me that he's following me on LinkedIn. And so it was really kind of a nice conversation that we had. Fantastic. Well, I think, well, then, well, that is your lead. And I can hear the executive producer on the other side shouting across. Let's cut this here now. Yes. And then um, jump in for this one. Um, and we'll take in for, for part two and we'll go into your role at Microsoft and the, the yes. awesome things that you're doing there as well. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. Great. Thanks, Sherry. Yeah, thanks for having me. Fantastic. And we're back here live in our tech barbecue studio. Um, this is part two of the new show, Danish Game Changers, and we're here with Sherry List. Um, Sherry, before the break um, of two people in between, but before the break, you talked about, you know, um, building communities and, you know, you are what we like to call a community builder extraordinaire. Like, and I asked the question before that, did you feel that you you went to, to kind of join these groups or you wanted to lead the these kind of communities or was it just to be a part of the groups um yeah for me it was just uh as we discussed that i was new here and yeah. i wanted to find like-minded people so that was the intention i joined the groups and then i found that ah, i just want to be part of this yeah. i want to meet new people new country networking yeah. so that's how i joined but you set up your own group then after having going to all these other groups then. Yeah, you yeah. said like i enjoy this like the js guys are cool it's okay but i wanted something else Yes, it it actually it happened that I um I really liked that Copenhagen JS group and uh, so we're not bad mouthing you just FYI. <laughs> they, yeah, no, they we love you. Yeah, <laughs> Go join the next meetup. Yeah. <laughs> and it happened that uh, Kenneth Ottenberg, that who was part of that, and Kenneth, yes, uh -huh. the Kenneth, the it, Kenneth, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so it was a time for him that he was leaving Denmark to go to Seattle actually to join Microsoft. So for some time in between, there was not many Copenhagen JS meetups no. going on. And then I was so much by that time into Angular as well. And then there was not many content from Angular there either. On meetup or just in general? In, uh, in on meetup in Denmark. Yeah. yeah. So then, then that was the time that I just said that, ha, huh, maybe, I because I, I really enjoy to be part of this but community. But this is a new language, basically, at this time. Yeah. I mean, like, it wasn't like, you know, a well and tried and tested um, technology yeah. that everyone yeah. was jumping on board. Yeah, this yeah. was just up and coming as a new branch thereof. And, yeah. and you looked at it and went, damn, this is what i got to code into. Yeah. This is what, how I want to develop from now on. Do you want me to tell you that how I started to be an Angular developer? Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> please. <It's> a, <laughs> the look on your face tells me I need to know this story. <laughs> so I uh, I told you that I met the guy that who hired me in the first place. They yeah. hired me as a PHP developer. Okay. okay. On WordPress or? Uh, no, no, no. Oh, just PHP, actually. Oh, yeah, so, oh yes. So, yeah, that was, uh, they hired me as that. And then uh, the CTO of the company told me that, oh, I see that you have some uh, experience as being a javascript developer and you know a little bit of html so do you want to be a front-end developer and he said but i don't have an experience to be a front-end developer he said that there is something called angular and angular js and then uh so do you want to have three months on your own to study and become a front-end developer i say hell yeah <laughs> so you paid to study to increase your capacity as a developer in general, right? So you, yeah. do, you do backend, yeah. you, you kind of know all of the backend side, back to front, not to front, but back to <laughs> back to back, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then now you had the opportunity to do front end, yeah. to be a full stack developer. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I kind of that. I'm using that term just like as a non-developer, by the way. <laughs> and I see the look from Sherry mean that I didn't use it correctly. It was nearly right. No, I don't want to be a full stack developer. I wanted to be a front end developer. Oh, so just drop even the back end. Yes. So that was a kind of my 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 kind of that, that my my move because the project that I had was amazing mm -hmm. so it was not just a front-end app so it was a chrome app by that time it was so niche 
And uh, Chrome up. This is before the Chromebook came out, right? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was that uh, you could, you know, there's a lot of Retina Chrome, Chrome plugin and all of those things. But by that time, that before Progressive Web App, to be precise. So it was a Chrome app that you could develop an app that it would be like an icon. And it was a full app that it could be. Really? Yeah. Wow. So okay. it was it was pretty interesting Quite powerful for me. Yeah, as well, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so then just said, yeah, I really want to do it. <laughs> so then I kind of I jumped in and I started to to kind of that to find the other Angular developers around me, which there were not many of them here. So all of these things I said that okay, so maybe I in order to find all of these people, I better to build the community. So, so you kind of feel feel the dream style, like build it and they will come. Yes, right? exactly. Like, you exactly, know, exactly. Did you start off with like three people in a room going? No, actually. So um, so that the story was that at the same time there was a conference called Angular Connect. And <laughs> How handy! Yeah, so it was in London, and then um, I, I was just thinking of doing all of this thing, and then they just said that we have a community hour for the community leaders. And I just said that I registered a meetup and I went there. <laughs> so I had the only meetup page on my page. That was my whole community. So that was my whole move. And there were a few people that they joined it. And I didn't have any meetup yet. And I went to London and I went to that community hour. And then that was the time that I met all the community leaders. And this is the reason that I love Angular is the whole community. The community people. in general. Fantastic. Angular, so if you're thinking about a language to go into, I can recommend from the hearing of this, Angular is the one for it's, way forward. It's the most inclusive community I've ever been to. And it, there was a lot of tips from different people, how they manage their community, really? how to build their community. So not even how to use the languages, but also just even how to manage the community. Yes, because Angular is... is um, it comes from that the people that they, the Angular team, they are so community-oriented people. Uh, yeah. So you can see that there is a lot of Angular conferences going on around the world. And oh. it's just, the people are just doing it on their own. This is for the community. For most of them, they are even non-profit. So my conference, my NG Viking conference is also non-profit. We have engines, Spain yeah. is all non-profit. So, wow. So it's kind of that... Uh, that, that community feeling you're getting so, back in there. It's so powerful. And then that's why that as a... You can say that by that time, I was a pure junior Angular developer. <laughs> right, you know? yeah. So, but I kind of, I felt the vibe. And, I said, oh, and they still yes. accepted you and said, yeah, you know, yes, you, you're I was, about the community spirit and build that. I was and it didn't sitting, matter where you were from. And I was sitting next to that... Uh, to one of the Angular, uh, kind of the, the Angular team member. And then we started to debug my code. I see that so on the official <laughs> Angular team, yeah. then he's like debugging the code next yeah, to you. Yeah, like, isn't, <laughs> it, isn't it amazing? Can you imagine that, right? But one thing we haven't touched upon, and, and I know that it's so cliche, right? And okay, we touched upon it briefly. Female developer. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, you know, how is it growing up or coming through the industry being a female? I, I, I hate talking about it. Yeah. I hate talking about it. It's almost like it's almost sexist to talk about it, but then it's ignorant to not talk about it. At the same time, so let's be cliched and just jump right into it, right? Okay, I can, I can, I can tell you about my own observation. I, I come from, um, as as we talk, I'm I come from Iran. So I was a developer in, back in Iran, and uh, and then the interesting part is that I was working at a research company that we had majority of our developer they were female developer in Ma Iran. Majority of. <laughs> kind of that the managers they were female developers so to me it was just like having the lack of women in tech it was something I was not so aware of <laughs> you had no idea and even when you come out of it and you're like are you sure was are you sure because I got a class photo right <laughs> that says I that moved to Cyprus I went to university I was the only female and only uh, non-superior person at the at the classroom for so the not only were you the <laughs> only female, you were the only was, foreigner. It was a lot of a lot of it was like that, and we just thought, so where are this? Why I'm why I'm alone? So it was something that I I was not aware of it, and then I came to them. I was just thinking that ah oh, maybe it's something in in Cyprus because it's like a tiny with the, island. the Cypriot granny's yeah, security see, system, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> So I came to Denmark and it was everywhere that I go. I said, oh, you are a developer. Oh, so that, yeah. So 
Was did it? you find it condescending to, when people it? were like, oh, you're a developer? Yeah. Like, oh, well, do you, and then talk about the basic stuff. Yeah, it's and kind of like, that. That's really? A, that's, that's, a, that's a kind of that we know that, I mean, by now I learned it that this is a, this is a problem. But the, but the good thing is that I see also improvement as well. I see the, the awareness because the, exactly like that carbon footprint thing. Mm-hmm. So when the people, they are unconsciously, they don't know about things. So they, they may use a lot of terms. I, I remember that I was talking to a, a good friend of mine that she told me that many times she was a speaker at conferences and the people they are asking her that, are you here with your boyfriend? Really? So this this stuff exists. Still to this day, like 2019, this she's a developer, she'll speak at conferences and then the people will ask, are you here yeah. with your boyfriend? Is that? Yeah, this unfortunately exists. It's it's improving mm-hmm. in my opinion, and there are a lot of I really love that uh, there are a lot of conference organizers because to me that's one of the responsibility of the conference organizer to actually make an inclusive area. Mm-hmm. So try to bring uh, I mean have a good uh, portion of I mean just as uh, in the panel yeah. I just said that when we are at the conference when we are at a at the, at the company, we should be the reflection of the society. So mm-hmm. it's not only about the male and female, because diversity is way vaster than that one. So you go past the, the red and the blue and the black and the white and say, well, actually, there are a lot more shades to, to the spectrum. Yes. Yes. Can we add that in and create something together for, for, that's yes. for, for the betterment? Yeah, I think, you know, it's... it's it stagnates on the question of what can we do? What can we do as a ecosystem? Uh, and we have the responsibility now, like females getting into tech in the first place. I guess STEM education yeah. has come a lot, a long, long, long way. Yeah, you're getting equal opportunities all the way throughout, and and now it's you're seeing more and more computer science and, and more yeah. people studying it from yeah, day yeah. one. It's not yeah. then a change of career from a traditional female role. Yeah or a traditional female job, where that is. There's a lot of air quotes. And yeah, no yeah, one can yeah, see this, right? Yeah. I'm just air quoting away here. Yeah, yeah. But ultimately, is that is that the, what it's going to be? Just, so, how do you... Is there a way of... There isn't a switch, for one. And it's got to mm. be a step-by-step process. Yeah, it's a step-by-step. Everyone step. goes, well, we talked about it two years ago. Why is it not 50-50? Yeah. It can't be like that, I'm sure. Yeah, because it's not... As I learned, it's very... Because I was just, as myself, I was just trying to see that, okay, what is it that I did? I haven't noticed it when I was back in Iran. And and we all know that my country is not the one that it has equal right for the women. So that's not there. Mm -hmm. So, but it goes back to, I guess it's it's very more complicated. It's it's go back to the family. It's go back to Mm -hmm. the whole society. And uh, I was talking to uh, one girl that she was teaching uh, programming to kids. And she was from Ireland. And then she said that. So the the mom comes to the closing school, drop the son and take the daughter. And just said that, so why are you not leaving your daughter here? Uh, I said that, no, this is something, the code stuff, it has nothing to do with her. So let's take her for shopping. So it starts from the very beginning, In even, that, 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 that is kind of built in. Like, you know, when we, when we had our kids, we decided the yellow, the, there's no pinks and no blues. It's all yellows at the beginnings and the neutral tones. Don't get me wrong, my son is all about dinosaurs and my daughter is an ice skating princess. I mean, yeah. like it's, it's horrible the fact that they <laughs> fell into those stereotypes in some way. But, but of course, it's really hard to kind of break down those. But you've got to have that mindset at the very beginning, you're yes. saying. Like, so even past that, we're, we're seen to kind of get around that a little bit more now. But yeah. that means that we're going to get some yeah. more more female developers or more equal opportunities in yeah. five, ten years. Yeah. What do we do now? What is there that can be done now? I guess what we can do... Uh, today in my opinion is that one one problem is talent pool that we discussed it but the other thing is that okay let's say that we have a company and then we have opportunity we have to hire for example two new developers uh happen to be female so as a company owner as a startup owner as a person in charge of a company so we have to make sure that we make the environment inclusive Mm -hmm. because especially if you hire a female junior developer and it comes to a kind of a kind of like a bro culture thingy and we might even totally ruin the whole that person's whole career that i can apply to a guy as well so Mm -hmm. i want to actually also quote here that if if it is junior people that they come and then they feel like they're not included in anything. So that's what happened well. is that 
they go out from the yeah. industry. They say that, okay, maybe programming is not for me. I'm going to be a product owner. Was it, we saw, we spoke to uh, one person, Matt, who said that they were on like the geek meetups. Hmm. Um, they would all go to this big meetup place, but they'll all sit with their back to the wall and they'll line the entire wall. And then that they'll, sit, they'll speak to the person next to them. That's it. Hmm. Kind of feeling like, it. is that just a, that, is that how kind of a lot of developers are? I'm guessing not because you're a developer and just you know I'm stereotyping all the way through, <laughs> but you don't seem the this kind of reserved and shy and, and like the stereotypical developer vibe. I mean, is there a stereotypical developer? Developers come in different shapes, just like any other human being. There's a mic drop right there, right? <laughs> Isn't that a bit of fact, right? Right off the bat. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I was just saying that. Of course, there's a stereotyping everywhere, mm -hmm. and uh, but my experience is that I mean you can find uh, many different type of developers everywhere mm -hmm. as well. But going back to the same conversation that we have in the beginning, it depends on where you go. Yeah. And then I mean each company, who were the people that they build that company? So then they it the whole atmosphere will be like them. Who is a person who created this community? So every mm. atmosphere will be like that. Yeah, I've been to the events, co communities, conferences that I left. Because just just left all yes. just left so bad. I, I, I'm not I'm not uh, joking. I I totally remember one time the feeling that I had that I went to an event. So I was sitting with uh, some of my friends and I went to get the drink and I came back and then somebody took took that seat. That was fine. I'm going to find another seat. So I went around around. I, I I'm not exaggerating. It was just like the forest come that I wanted to sit here, said that, no, you cannot see here, you cannot sit here. And I ended up having a, in a place that with my phone, trying to do like this, and then people are around me, I said, that, okay, so why am I even standing here? Mm -hmm. So I left, and I remember the feeling, and I remember I promised to myself that I should never, ever be in charge of any events that anyone no. leave my event with this feeling, because it's so horrible. So what I do at my at my meetups. So in the beginning, I add a meet and greet mm -hmm. section. And I know every meetup, so we have some people that they continuously, royal members that they keep coming. I continuously talking to them. And they say that if you see a new person, a person or uh, maybe even not so new, so go and talk to them. So what I nice. do, I say that you have one minute to find a person that you never talked to that person before. Go and try to introduce yourself to that person. So that's like a ice breaking in the beginning, yep. and I keep telling to those uh, those kind of uh, members that okay, continue this conversation <laughs> with that person. So I make sure that eventually that person will meet more people. So then they will come back. Nice, and then have that flow. I think it's a, I think it's a real key thing. And building communities is tough. It's tough. It's it's like you know it's you not easy at all. This kind of revolving of of people and themes and like how long have you been building this community for now um, what's it coming up to five years five years now so how many members or how many anglers are you i guess something like a, i haven't checked the last time so it was one thousand something and you guys have big meetups then or no and <clears throat> no to be fair not very big meetups i mean like around something like every meetup we have around 30 Okay, so like it's a that. good, decent size of nah. people to have that conversation. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think a, a great meetup is a, a sign of a great meetup is one that happens continuously and frequently. Yeah. So I think that's also where it comes in. But, you know, community aside, you then jumped on board and saw Microsoft and said, yes. hey, this is the next thing for me. Yeah. Um, so, you, you know, you left the other company and then you went to Microsoft. Yeah. How was that going into a corporate company? So the, the, it was because of the role. That was a that was a reason because uh, the role was that to be the person from Microsoft that go to the community, and mm -hmm. then try to kind of observe and see that what developers are doing, how can mm -hmm. we help them, and then also as a part of my role, I have I, I can uh, sponsors communities. I can actually have the power to empower the other people. As well, so that was the reason that I joined there. So you got the p the potential to empower then more communities. Yes. 
So it's basically just supercharging. Yeah, so the for me, it was like magic a magic that you've been doing before. Dream job description. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fantastic. And of course, Azure is is leading developers to see how you can work with Azure yeah. and, and how that platform. I mean, I think it's been tough in this day and age because there's, you know, when you look at 10, 20 years ago, hmm. there was a few providers you should choose from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could choose from a few more, but you should just choose from one or two. Mm. Now it's so varied and so easy yeah. to do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, how do you see yourselves competing in or finding yourself space in that? Is it because that you know Microsoft grows with you as you go along, or is there a secret sauce? Would you say that you can share? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, w I was just say that um, what what we do is that we constantly try to talk to developers because the thing is that developers are the people that they are going to use our product. Mm -hmm. So if we know what are their struggles, if we know that how we can help them, how we can empower them, so they keep continue using it. Or so I would I just say that just like any other product. You should get the feedback from your own customer and we reflect to that. Bob one. Young in the same seat as you yesterday. Mm -hmm. He's the co-founder of Red Hat. Yeah. And he was saying that how he just turned absolutely everything inside out. Yes, he was selling free software. Mm. Technically, he's selling free stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> how, how do you do this? And like, you know, the difference between a user and a customer and mm. like and focusing on that. But it seems like you, you they've put themselves in a position now where they've got the ability to find communities and and the help that's needed to really make a difference. Yeah. So, I mean, I know the producers to the side of me staring in my face. So, <laughs> with that in mind, Sherry, thank you very much for being the very first guest yeah, on the, the Danish Game Changers. It was an offer. Thanks for inviting me. Um, yeah, we're super happy to have you and we're looking forward to, to kind of following your, your steps and, and growing the community with you. Yeah, thank you. Pleasure. <laughs>